Welcome to yet another edition of Hit the Target podcast, proudly brought to you by Hollywood Bits. I'm your host, Jesse Nagel, discussing the return of Premier League football and can Arsenal kick on this season? They currently have a five-point lead over Manchester City. Newcastle <coughs> have sort of sprung a surprise to, to the Premier League. They're currently in third spot with 30 points. Who would have thought at the start of the season? And then you've got Chelsea and Liverpool trying ever so hard to get back into the top four where they currently, um, well, where they finished last season and where they actually belong, some would argue. But yeah, to discuss all the action with me, I think there's just too much to discuss all on my own. So we've got Desh Patab as well as Chandley Nagel. Gentlemen, Premier League is back. And yeah. Yeah, it's quite an exciting how's best it, league in how's the world. guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm also really, really looking forward to it. Um, as you rightly said, will Arsenal <laughs> kick on? I think that's that's definitely going to be the the tone for mm. the remainder of the season. I actually think that they will have enough staying power, mm. but to come end of the season, I'm not sure. How do you feel about Arsenal kicking on? Well, um, firstly, I'm excited to be uh, back here to discuss the Premier League, the greatest league of all, and it's there's so many questions. Uh, you know, there's this question marks on Arsenal. Like you mentioned, can can they go all the way? You know, and questions on Liverpool, Chelsea. Um, how's it going to end? And and now it's time we we it's time to ask the questions. And now I think this part of the season is where we find out the answers. Yeah, I suppose because Arsenal statistically statistically speaking, um, the team who is is on top by Christmas usually have a successful season. But this Christmas isn't like any other Christmas. Of course, it had to be cut short because of the World Cup uh, interference. But um, I say interference, it, what an interference it was. Uh, but, you know, Arsenal, they've only played a couple of, well, a couple of games less than, than halfway. 37 points. I would argue that they're on the right track. I'm an Arsenal supporter, as many know that, you know, it's, I've, I'm quite optimistic. But now that injury to Gabriel is so stash, I feel like that could just mm. be quite yeah. detrimental. I think that they are safe from relegation this okay, season. Yeah. But three more so, points yeah, to get to 14. You know, so I think, I think they've got <laughs> enough in them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, that uh, injury to Gabby Jesus, mm-hmm. who has just been on fire since he, since he came in for them. Um, it's going to be a big loss um, to, to the Ateta squad, especially mm-hmm. because he's played so many minutes. Um, hugely important that they tied down and get here, yeah. you know, before... Before the season started, got that business wrapped up, mm. gave him the number 14 shirt, huge, mm-hmm. huge number for him. And he impressed um, last season, you know. So um, I'm excited to see like how he's going to mm-hmm. um, like lead the line. But they do have a very busy schedule. Of the next five Premier League fixtures, they've got, they start the London derby against West Ham. Mm-hmm. They then play Brighton, then Newcastle. Yeah. That Newcastle game is going to be very, very. That is a home game, though, right? Eh? Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not just sure if it's saying, gonna make just... it an easier. Well, I know St James's Park is like a fortress, yeah. but um, that Newcastle team, like they've mm-hmm. just got so much spirit in them, you can't. It's gonna be a big one. Then they got Tottenham and Man United, mm. so it's very busy. Um, I don't know how like the team. For me, it's mm-hmm. it's that Newcastle game that mm-hmm. could really set the tone. Um, but you're replacing replacing Jesus is gonna be very difficult. He's got five goals, five assists. Mm. Um, you know he is. Um, 10 goal involvements, you know, in 14 fixtures. The numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. I don't know what Smith-Rowe's um, 
injury, like how that's going. But I don't know if Nketiah is going to have the same effect. Mm, so with Smitro, in fact, this is what I was, I was actually going to ask Chad now. There's a couple of scenarios that Mikel Oteta could do. Is Smitro's one game away, so you'll miss the first game against West Ham. But thereafter, he'll be back because he's in full training now. Arsenal fans, I suppose the world probably wanted to see um, Gabriel, Hayes, uh, Gabriel Martinelli rather in that number nine position because he has played there in his younger days. And, you know, with that blistering speed, you know, he's, he's finishing. He's one of Arsenal's top scorers this season. He, he knows where the net is. What about him as a focal point up top in that Gabriel Jesus position? So Gabby for Gabby. <coughs> and then Smith-Rowe on his favorite left spot in that well, when he does return. I, well, I think you can certainly do that. I think there's 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 a number of uh, things that uh, s- decisions switches that uh, Mikel Oteta can make. But I do think that um, Eddie Nketiah is 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 a top top young player, mm. and I think that he's got so much. Uh, he he gained a lot of experience. I think he he benefited a lot when um, I think. When uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was sold second half of the season, he came in. The, the club opted not to uh, sign in, bring in a, a replacement, and they and he and they paid the faith in um, in Nketiah. And I think he held a fort. He stepped up, and he was a, he was a thorn for many uh, defenses, many yeah. defenses. And I think that he was, um, you know, I just liked how he was like a nuisance. You know, constantly mm. running at things that. Like, like pressing at times when most strikers wouldn't press. He the was, Chelsea he, game as well. The Chelsea game, he was brilliant. In fact, that's the game I think of. It. That's probably the game where he won me over. He was absolutely brilliant. Uh, he was a nightmare to defend against. And I just think that he, uh, it's an opportunity for him to remind, because I do feel like even his critics back then were probably, uh, you know, a couple Arsenal fans probably felt like Balogun, the guy on loan was probably a better striker and more hopes were on him. But I think that he sh- and Ketia came in and he showed, listen, uh, if you give me a chance, I can be the main man. And I think this is another opportunity. Gabriel Jesus is out for almost the, f- almost the entire season. Uh, it's three months, uh, I believe. Mm. So I think, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity. Yes, I think it's, it would be nice. Smith Rose, another good player. It's so unfortunate. It just speaks of the quality at Arsenal now, the fact that he can't get in. You can do that, but I just feel like Nketiah deserves a, a chance to, to start. And I think uh, Arsenal won't be sorry if they, if they do that. Mm, what about Arsenal's other you know, areas of the pitch? Of, of course, Adam Ramsdale in goal, the backline has, hasn't been you know, much complaints down there about Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko's uh, back in training now. The midfield, of course, of Granit Xhaka, Party, and Odegaard. Is that enough to steer Arsenal to their first Premier League title since the invincible season? So I think if if um, if Nketiah does play, mm-hmm. he does give them a lot of energy. And I think that it will make the rest of the team like more energized. You know, like mm-hmm. when I do remember um, the glimpses of what I saw last season, he was maybe like just isolated, yeah. but he still delivered the goods, you know, and when you see your, your front man making runs, like, remember, he's like alone for like half the pitch. Yeah. Um, and barring another injury, mm-hmm. like, because like, then it will significantly weaker them. I think that the whole team will, is really playing for the manager mm-hmm. as well. I think that from, from top to bottom, each one of those players is going to give their all. I think if, um, if Smithrow is fit, you know, he, he and Saka, 
like together on yeah. either wing like you know Martinelli does they've been playing together since the age of 10 yeah so, like yeah. they just offer so many like they can do the job of three attackers mm. the pair of them you know the the so i'm really excited to see the return of smith rowe and how you know the fact that jesus is injured does mean that there is a spot somewhere yeah um who's going to step up what would you do for me because um, you've got the option of keeping ketia showing giving him the number 14 jersey for a reason he stands as as yeah. chad alluded to last season at the back end when lacazette was off form opamyang was sold in january in ketia yeah. the onus was even, on him yeah even Now when delivered yeah we went even when lacazette was fit <laughs> yeah. still wasn't yeah. he still couldn't stood out yeah, yeah. you know yeah. like he he His had his form actually kept lacazette yeah. on the bench exactly and that's mm. that's a huge cuz lacazette was on a huge paycheck yeah. captain um, you know like exactly yeah. yeah he did mm. and he did play before in Ketia played like yeah. i remember clearly abameng was frozen that that a choice to make he went to lacazette mm-hmm. lacazette didn't deliver the title challenge was really invigorated when when in ketia was was there the top four challenge the, i'm sorry the top four yeah that's the season the, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um so i do think that they have uh, you mentioned like the rest of the team the defense they mm-hmm. look they all stay together i know zinchenko should be back mm-hmm. um ben white i'm not sure what is he back yeah because yeah, i know he left england squad yeah he's been he played in the last two or three games in this season yeah and then look those international players returning you know you got your france uh, your french defender saliba saliba he's going to like continue pick up right where he left and off i think it helps the fact that most of arsenal's players even the ones that play in that that, that went to the world cup didn't yeah. feature yeah. like and they well rested mm. and, and, and i think the exposure you, and, and i think uh, there's like you know you have mixed emotions about that when you're watching the while the world cup is on and you're like oh no i believe in this player he's mm. much better he should start but then if you like when you're a fan of the club and then you know hey this this isn't such a bad thing yeah. that you know this like he's so many play, top players at in arsenal weren't starting and and never had an opportunity saliba mm-hmm. was probably one yeah. of the best defenders in the yeah. league this season kanate was picked yeah um, so, to play over him so so it's <laughs> so you know it's it's good that um you know there's a lot i think they arsenal. i think that they're gonna bounce um bounce back you know like all the players trouble. yeah i think that they're gonna maintain it but uh it's leading up to that game against man city mm-hmm. um remember they don't have any european fixtures to look forward to Yeah. So that will really help them. You know that's for now. Uh, for now. Well, you know, we asked the question whether Arsenal can go all the way. And my my feeling, my thoughts on this might be unpopular, I don't I don't really know, but uh I and and this is what this is the point I, I hope to make and I hope to like do justice by explaining it. I do think Arsenal Ars- for me Arsenal won't win the league this season and it's not because of a lack of quality thing. Mm. It's based on what they have this and the quality yeah based on what they have the quality they have and the manager that Mikel Arteta is of course they can win a league but based on the fact that you have to be perfect to yeah. even challenge against yeah. Manchester City coupled with the fact that we, we don't know we this all three of us can't name a Europa League aside that we're in the Europa League that season mm. and won the league no, because true. it's unheard of yeah. and 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 I think it's just I think their downfall will be the Europa League that the Thursday night football and and we can say oh but those it'll be fringe teams playing it's the traveling mm. it's, it's going to like places that you know like Azerbaijan Azerbaijan uh, uh you're going to Ukraine and you're going to all these places and uh that you know while the um 
on Thursdays on top of that. And you come back in time for a Premier League game when, when, when the bottom teams are, you know, are amped up and ready to take points of you if you, if you don't turn up. So I think that's the only reason why I say Man City will we'll win the league. The squad depth. Yeah, because you need to be perfect. And it's just, it's not even the depth. Arsenal do have depth, especially this season. I just feel like it's, it's too soon. I think because that Europa League, if they two teams in the Champions League, I'd say, yeah, this is a fantastic uh, title race. But I think for that reason, I'm, I'm, I'll be surprised if Arsenal beats City to it. And it is st- strange. And in fact, it, it shows what a freak Manchester City are. Arsenal have won 12 of their 14 games this season. And still, Manchester City are everyone's favourites. If anything other than a Manchester City, uh, you know, title happens, yeah. then people start to get start getting shocked. But this team have won. Yeah. This Arsenal team have won 12 out of their 14 games. They've drawn just once. They've lost just once. They've got the best defence yeah. in the league. It's it's incredible but, that this team isn't favourites. But then yeah. again, when you look at Manchester City, although I will add that. We've been reminded by the World Cup the favourites don't always win. Mm. So, you know, it could be, it could be, a, a lot is going for Arsenal. Yeah. And, you know, it could be, you know, funnier things have happened. We think of Leicester winning the league. If Leicester can do it, oh, this Arsenal. This is not the same. No, no, I'm saying if Leicester can do it, why yeah. not Arsenal? <laughs> I thought you're taking a dig yeah. there. But, no, uh, I'm saying funnier things have happened with Leicester. Uh, Chad does make uh, some good points, Dish. Manchester City, let's touch on him for, for a moment. Now, we spoke about Arsenal strikers and, you know, former Manchester City striker Gabriel Jesus, who's going to be missing for um, some months. Manchester City, we are having this discussion off air that they possibly have two of the best young strikers mm. in world football. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, it comes down to Champions League or Premier League. I was watching an interview um, while I was watching Sky Sports a few mornings ago, and Manchester, well, Pep Guardiola said that his time at Manchester City won't be complete if he doesn't win the Champions League. Is that giving Arsenal hope of pipping this great Manchester City team to the Premier League? Yeah, I think that it it does. It's it's there. You know, like if you look at um, Man City's performances in the Champions League over the last few few seasons, they have come close. I think that they were in a, a final against Chelsea. Mm. You know, and Chelsea ran out one 0 winners in that one semi final knockout against Real Madrid. You know, when Pep uh, took those players off. And uh, then the game just came alive for Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, it has, and then you know you got Aguero. I think even in the Chelsea final, he didn't play, but he was in the squad. And he said that he'll only like be comfortable leaving, or he'll only leave City when they win. Yeah. They're in the final, and you think about the Yaya Toure, um, shall I say the curse? Or you know, his <laughs> like manager said that an Africa charman had passed a curse <laughs> or something like that. Look, I don't believe in those superstitions, mm. but it's very clear to see that the hunt for the Champions League yeah. is theirs and it trumps that of a Premier League. And if, if I look at all the point. other, yeah, if I look at all the other clubs vying for the Premier League title, they'll all take the title over the Champions League. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. But City's the only one that'll say we'll take a Champions League over Premier League. Yeah. So... I'll just say uh, Champions League is the best thing to win and I feel like once you've won it you want to win it again and I I think that you know Man City have have been unfortunate they've been unlucky that they've also been foolish as well you think of um, Pep Guardiola's decisions against Chelsea not to play a a DM um, in the final I think now with Erling Haaland he's been brought there 
to get them over the line to win the Champions League. But this is this could it shows it it's, could be the messy. Yeah, you think of PSG are also in that same boat. I know it's a Premier League podcast, but since we're touching on Champions League, mm. are Man City are they able to to do it against a, a front line of PSGs like Messi, Mbappe, Neymar? Now that's crazy. It's it's, it's going to be tough. But then let me because I just thought of this now. Is it possible <coughs> that the best team in the best team in Europe doesn't win the Champions League? I think it's possible because for me, Manchester City yeah. have been the best team for a long time in the world. Yeah, that, that's and they haven't won the Champions League. Can a similar thing not happen in the Premier League? Well, when, when, when you say City it like that, don't have to be at their best. They're not the best team in England right now. Yeah, but they'll probably still win the Premier League. Yeah, uh, it's you know it's a tough one. I think that that that's always going to spark a, a great debate, and people will be divided over it because. City clearly now, before everything, before like uh, anything's won, any major competitions are won, they are the best team mm. in the world, arguably. Um, but I just feel like in order to be the best, you got to win the best things. Mm. And the greatest trophy, what makes, and, and, and this is why um, many people criticize Manchester City for all their money and, and, and for all the, the best coach in the world, in Pep Guardiola, the best players in the world, they've yet to do it. So in order to be the best, like like the Madrids mm. and the Barcelonas and the great Manchester Uniteds, the Bayern Munichs, you need to win the Champions League. Will they mm. do it this year? They could, but I, I actually feel PSG are going to do it. I just feel like they Mbappe in this form, Messi in this form, Neymar. Mm. Chances, I, no? I don't think City are winning um, either trophy. I, so. From what I've seen this season, I think that all the goals, yeah, I won't say trophyless, but I'd say I don't, think, I don't think they're bringing Champions League or Premier League because they have been weaker. And if I look at that Brighton game, Brighton mm. absolutely took the fight to City. Yeah. And, um, you know, like they have, they've lost two already. You know, they've got Manchester Derby still to come. Mm. Uh, the Arsenal, I think they're going to lose against Arsenal. Um, at least at the Emirates. Y- yeah. I th- uh, I don't think they're as impenetrable as people make them out to to be. The game is obviously won by whoever scores more goals, yeah. Yeah. you know. But they are not ironclad. You know what, Desh? I'm actually not gonna disagree. Not because you're saying things that suit my agenda with you know them not winning the Premier League. But I feel like there is some sense in you know Manchester City being a different team this year. It just seems like maybe the signing of Erling Haaland has. Not we. I'm not going to say weaken him because I think they they've kicked on to something different. But I think stronger in a different sense where they stronger. You know they've got stronger firepower. But there's just something tactically that I think there's other teams like your uh, Roberto De Zabi, uh Graham Potter, Mikel Arteta, uh, tactical astute coaches could find weakness in the City team. And I think they a bit too reliant on on Haaland. I, I can't remember the game now. Um, when he came on and saved them with two late goals. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and and it's it sort of became like <coughs> Real Madrid used to do that when Ronaldo was there. They they would sort of rely too much on Ronaldo and Real but, Madrid is but the now you club mentioned Alvarez you, yeah. and you know and, and that's a problem now because now they have another one. Mm-hmm. It's no more just Haaland like we thought. A lot of us and I was the one I was like. Yeah, if, if Haaland gets, I, I remember making a statement, if Haaland gets injured, no chance, you know, you don't win the league. But now they've got an Alvarez who's like ridiculously good. I think Man City are just, 
they just I don't know. <laughs> let me let me play a bit of devil's advocate here, chat. You a striker who's just won the World Cup as a leading goal scorer. You scored four goals in the World you Cup. You don't expect big, to sit on the bench. Biggest tournaments in the world. Yeah. Everyone lives. Every footballer lives to play in the World Cup and represent their country. You've just done that as the leading striker. You've scored a couple of goals. Yeah. Um, you played a role. Played a role. You, yeah. you you didn't just go there get a participation medal. You come back to your club, best club in England for sure. Um, you come. You play second fiddle to a striker. <coughs> <clears throat> who didn't even go to the World Cup. Yes, he's rated higher than you. He earns more than you. He's, he's a bigger profile than you. But surely you feel like after winning the World Cup, your career is not going to go downwards now. Yeah, I, I, and this is where, you know, we are speaking about this off air. <clears throat> it's why I feel, you know, we'll see a similar thing with Gabriel Jesus. I do think Alvarez has just joined there. Mm. He's new in England. He's adjusting. He's, uh, I think he knows what he's capable of. I'm sure you always believe in yourself as a football player, but he actually has something uh, that he can look back on and say, look, I've delivered a World Cup for my country. Kun Aguero couldn't do that. Higuain couldn't do that. So I think he definitely will, st- I think he'll stay a while, but I can't see him having a future, a long future at Manchester City, not with Erling Haaland over there. Will that affect the dressing room though? Yes, you've got two players who want to play both two players who are capable of doing the same thing, I would say. To be honest, I don't think there's a selection headache in Pep's mind. I think mm. he's going to stick to his guns. Yeah, they There have been some incredible names on a bench at City. Mm. And a World Cup winner is going to, is gonna, you know, crazy. Yeah, it's going to be right next to Grealish. You know, and it's like, crazy. if you think of that, 100 million pound Grealish, oh, I'm sure his wages are, you know. <laughs> You've got it's like, probably the worst buy. Like, well, we are, like <laughs> surely that's the worst thing they've ever done in the transfer market. Hundred, but you also is right next to sixty million Riyad Mahrez. <laughs> You're just you like naming I mean? them by the millions. Exactly. Yeah. That's but that's what I mean. There is yeah. no such thing as a selection headache at Man City. You can guarantee probably seven to nine players. Mm. You know, and or rather, you can name three players yeah. who shouldn't be on that bench. And Alvarez is now made at four. Yeah. You know, so I don't think that there's a selection headache. Um, I think it's very clear who's going to play in this, Eric, uh, Erling Haaland. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, when Chad said that he doesn't think Alvarez is going to be at Man City for too long. Look, I think, I think he That's shouldn't. The nature of football. Like, the thing is, he shouldn't have probably gone to City if he really backed himself, you know? I'm knowing not sure. That yes, knowing, because remember... Holland has He's been scoring, that league and but, you know but, that Manchester City are after you. Mm, he sure. must you be going. Over with this yeah, he must be going to there, knowing that he's going to play for Pep, but not play for Man City. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because Harling had the headlines for about two full seasons. Yeah. You know, and the I'm sure Guardiola said, "Look, we're bringing in this player. I'm not sure when who signed." Yeah. But Look, you get he, what I'm saying. No, I get what you're saying. But yeah. I think maybe also one thing that has been proven is Erling Haaland is as good as he is. He is injury prone. So maybe it could work. Maybe um, he'll get more opportunities because, you know, Pep Guardiola does like to switch things around and keep the opposition guessing. Maybe Haaland plays more of the Champions League games or the bigger Premier League games. And Alvarez, they can get it done either way, though. That That's just the quality of these two strikers. So just... If our <coughs> listeners are somehow skipping in halfway and just, you know, joining in at a halfway mark, you did say Manchester City will win the Premier League, but not the Champions League. Yeah. And Desh says neither. I don't think they're winning the Premier League or the um, Champions League. I'm going to side with Desh. I think they don't win anything as well. well. 
I, I think no, we, we not, I know we're not winning the FA Cup because we're playing there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of, we are, you are talking about Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. and Liverpool um, this season. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a hard watch, and you know there was so much hype at the start of the season uh, for Liverpool. They signed Darwin Nunes. They, you know, they there was so much hype. Diaz, the way he kickstarted his January um, campaign into the current season was, you know, electrifying and then things just didn't work out. He got injured um, and Darwin Nunes was Darwin Nunes. And in Chelsea, you know, a lot was, you know, relied on them. The, you know, new manager. Well, we didn't know about a new manager at the start of the season, but, you know, winning the Champions League not too long ago, being world champions not too long ago, there was always that high expectation. Still reigning world champions. Still <laughs> reigning world champions yeah. uh, to date, but they're not playing like it. Look, I, I, speaking on Chelsea, I think it's not. Uh, look, it's it's nice to, as a rival fan, to you know, like what's what's happening. A lot of guys just looking at the slump, mm. and and just like you know, just enjoying it, and 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 all of that's good if you're a rival fan and stuff. But there, there's there's key things that I think Liverpool can't make the case that Chelsea, uh, well, that mm. I'm about to make for Chelsea. Chelsea have been Maybe let's separate it in isolation. Yeah. Let's just discuss Chelsea now. So Chelsea have been through a lot as a club. Um, we, let's think of from uh, the sanctions with Roman Abramovich. Mm. From then, they've been going through so much. The club, um, as a club, it really took its toll. Uh, the sanctions against Roman Abramovich. Fans couldn't go to the club. Everything was frozen. The money was frozen. Players uh, didn't know they were going to be sell. paid. Players at Stamford Bridge had lost. The, uh, I'm sorry, not players. Uh, people at Stamford Bridge had lost their jobs. Mm. Uh, people were sent home because you know the money was frozen. You couldn't pay these these people the staff. So that's while while that happened, uh, there was so much going on. Uh, uh, bids coming in for the club and mm. looking at each party and 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 trying to uh, come up with who trying to look at who's the best uh, the best fit to take over the club and uh, so much has happened. New ownership has come in and I actually feel like, yes, it hasn't always been this, hasn't always shown it on the football pitch, mm -hmm. but I think Chelsea can actually be proud of how quick they actually got the club back on its, Chelsea, let's be honest, they're not playing like it, but they still respect it. Mm. The same things that Abramovich used to do, the players that they linked with Chelsea are still linked with those names. Mm -hmm. uh, new owners, a, a, a new uh, a new owners have come in and it's still the same thing. The Chelsea way, Chelsea linked with a hundred million pound players. Uh, so I think the uh, I think the club, uh, from what it's been through, the fear of us supporters, Chelsea fans have had whether you know there's a lot of uh, jokes going around it, but it was it was a reality at one point. Are Chelsea gonna? Are, are, is this the end of Chelsea? Mm. You know, are they gonna lose? Um, you know, their identity that Roman Abramovich did so well to take them to greater heights. Mm -hmm. yeah, they became uh, they became like, you know, uh, an elite football club amongst the best of the best, amongst the Arsenals, the Manchester United, uh, Liverpools of England, and even with the bosses in Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't been an easy time uh, for Chelsea. But I think right now we're seeing, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing change of the old guard. We look at Chelsea have just appointed a Christopher Weivel, the Leipzig uh, guy, to come in as sporting a sporting director. director. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Marina Granovsky, who's been at the club for years, has as now finally we've got a replacement for that. You've got, yes, Thomas Tuchel shouldn't have been sacked, 
uh, Todd Bowley has felt as a new owner, we want to do things a new way. I want someone that I want to appoint. We want this uh, brand. And he's credit to him. Uh, uh, you know, he's, he's, he, he, he felt strong about it and he's brought in Graham Potts. So we've seen a lot of uh, changes behind the scenes that mm. most people aren't aware. And I know this because I'm a Chelsea fan and I follow uh, them. But we, that's the reason why I think it's it's just contributed to the club in just like all over the place. And mm -hmm. of course, it doesn't help, help when your, your best players like Reese James are injured and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I do think Chelsea are on the, on the up. Mm -hmm. they, they're slowly getting back to and they, they're just not going to be there this season. Chad mentioned a, a word, the respect. Chelsea are still respected. Chelsea can still sign any player that, you know, they feel like they're in a race with. I fully agree. I, you know, I, I think anyone who disagrees clearly is, you know, is in a time machine. But are they as respected on the pitch? You look at the last couple of games, they went into the uh, World Cup break, um, you know, winless in five games. They lost three on the bounce. Newcastle, Arsenal, Brighton. The Brighton game in particular, I don't think any respect was shown. And Brighton and Newcastle, I think Arsenal were a bit different because it's two teams on the same level. But... Newcastle and Brighton in particular, I think they approach that game with very little respect. I'm going to use that word again. And they actually gave it a go and probably thought that this Chelsea team could be caught at you. Um, you know, when Chad was speaking, he was motivating for the club, you know? I'm not sure if they're going to get top four. In fact, I don't think they're going to get top four. I don't either, yeah. though. I, like, I agree with that. I don't think they're going to get it either. I think Potter's results have stymied, you know? Like you mentioned, 1-0s. Um, Aston Villa also pulled a 1-0 over Chelsea, the last, the final game. Uh, and you said they Brighton wiped the floor with them. Yeah. That's the reality, you know? And they... The whole you can say it started with the whole Abramovich, you know, changing off the guard. It's definitely stemmed from that. The club's mm. in transition now. Unfortunately, they've had to reset. After after that, in the start of the season was absolutely shambolic. You know, if you look at the Tuchel versus Conte, when that that shaking of the hand mm -hmm. and how that ripple, that whole ripple effect, they went and lost three 0 to Leeds after that. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a scrappy two one against Leicester thereafter at the bridge, wherein Conor Gallagher got himself a red card. Mm -hmm. They played that whole of the 60, a man down. And they really shouldn't have won that game, but mm -hmm. they did. And I remember that, um, I think it was Jamie Vardy came off the bench or there was another Leicester player mm -hmm. and they were all over them. I mean, like it was Chelsea on the ropes. Kepa has been absolutely sensational yeah, he's for you guys. Fantastic. Like this season. I don't know if he was in a goal that, that game, but he might've been like, you know, the saves oh, only, only conceded the only, Arsenal. Only I think Potter, Kepler came in when, when um, Potter was there. When Potter, yeah. yeah. Okay, so but he has really been a star for you mm. guys. Um, but if I take it back to the the, the scrappy two on over Leicester, that really should have been a loss. They were to get three points in a game when you meant to walk away like with nothing. With nothing that's shocking. Um, and then they they lost two one to Southampton. You know, again, mm -hmm. um, shouldn't have happened, but they, they lost. And that's really what I'm saying. Like, the teams can beat Chelsea. The, the absolute, like, for me, the tipping point was the West Ham. They had, they had beat West Ham 2-1 at the bridge. But just today, I was reading that the Premier League announced six VAR errors. Mm -hmm. And one of them was, it was that game, it was a fifth game. Yeah. West Ham, I think, were only one win in five. And that was like the ascendancy, you know, for them. Mm -hmm. 
um, Jared Bowen was judged to have fouled the keeper. Yeah. Maxwell Corney. I remember yeah. that very well. Definitely. That was soft, although to be fair, from and a Chelsea perspective thing, um, before. Antonio was clear, clear to be sent off. I don't okay. know if you remember, and he didn't, and he, he got away with it. Well, look, so that they, would have been reduced to ten. It was man. official. The Premier League came out and officially said and those held six, their hands up. Yeah, by, guys, yeah. we got it wrong. And that game, really, West Ham could have mauled you guys that game. You know. Um, so what? So what are you saying? Is is because Chad is saying? Well, what I got from what Chad is saying is that there is a bigger picture that everyone's not seeing. Uh, few people are seeing it because yeah. of the emotional attachments to Chelsea. The rest of the world isn't seeing it, but there is something to go with, some positive feeling that Chelsea could, Chad's not saying top four, Chad yeah. is saying an upward spiral from now they're currently eight. What I, you, I'm you, saying they're plateau. I don't think they they spiraling anywhere. Like, I won't say down or up. I think it's so just a plateau. They need to do something in January. Look, there's... It's that's not going to help it. There's too many issues that have gone on behind behind um, the scenes that we don't know about, mm. and um, there is a transition. But I don't think that the club is is um, look. I'm not going to say they're done for, yeah. but you see Newcastle are but performing. Season, yeah, say, yeah. This season I can't see anything happening yeah. for them. They might bring in a marquee signing. You know, Broja is out. You mentioned Reese James, but yeah. Broja has been sensational. You know, like. I think he's like 21 or, or yeah. he's very young. That You just tied him down on a five-year, came through Cobham. I'm yeah. very excited to see him play. You know, he did very yeah. well at Southampton. There, there is a vision. I think we can't disagree the, the fact that there is yeah. a vision. There are young players given opportunity now. Even mm-hmm. at Kepper, I mean, you know, previous ownership took a risk on Kepper. It was an unproven goalkeeper. They, they signed as the most expensive goalkeeper. Mm, yeah. Reese James is very young. He's Chelsea's best player, but he's very young still. Um, N'Golo Kante, you can see, is being eased out of the team. I know he's injured now, but Conor Gallagher, uh, Amanda Braja, Mason Mount. The new face. So those know, will be yeah, the next gen. Just, you Trevor Chalaba. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I definitely had yeah, the points dish a lot that I do understand. Some I do disagree with. Some that, that, that there's also not... I just don't think there's there's a lack of awareness on this, and I don't ex- and I don't expect people to be aware of it because if this is happening to Liverpool, I don't know as much, and I'm like, and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, what's wrong with the club? Mm-hmm. But I'm saying because I know of what's and because I read and I follow, and um, I'm an avid Chelsea supporter. Like this, I I'm just aware. Christopher Vival, we signed the the the, the, the director from Leipzig, from, uh, Leipzig who was uh very happy at Leipzig. He said when on, on upon signing, he said that um, he said that Todd Bowley is th- th- soon uh, a lack of, of of interpreting it like the way he exactly said it. But what he was saying is um, Todd Bowley has the most exciting. The world will basically come to see that Todd Bowley has the most exciting project in world football, mm. and you see it though. And I, I, and I mean, I see it because I see it. The type of signings we we are making are the are the young players. The, uh, it's a vision. We're not for now, but we are planning for now and the, the and the future. But it's not immediate. It's a transition. Mm-hmm. So it's not. So we're looking at Chelsea. Oh, you won the Champions League years ago. Uh, Chelsea, your, your world champions. All of that needs to be like erased for a bit. So, what what is the objective then this season? Because Chelsea can't be playing for is, nothing. Is I, it and I, I can Europa I can, League. The objective is that Chelsea 
even if, and this is according to the most top reports, uh, insiders at Chelsea, if Chelsea miss out on top four, which I expect them to, mm. and they're not far behind, by the way, they can still turn it around, but if they do miss out on top four, uh, what, what, what I expect, they are still likely to keep the faith in Graham Potter to give him another opportunity. But, but what is acceptable? Is it now the next thing of Europa League? Because it's building for it's building for next season. That's really what it is. Mm. It's building for next season. Don't don't get me wrong. Todd Bowley's ambitious. He wants success, and he's by hook or by crook, he's going to get that. He's going to achieve. And I think that I think Chelsea now. Uh, my point was we're still linked. Whether we get them is a different. We're still linked with the Bellinghams. All these these great players in mm. world football. Chelsea, you still see Chelsea's name there, whether they get them or not. It's because that that's still a part of the club. Mm. They will still target those players. But there's a lot that we're doing on the, we're working now on the project. And yeah. the project is we want that longevity. Uh, that we we we're tired of pressing the reset button. Um, you know, like where you just get a most successful manager, win a cup. Champions League, and then you struggle afterwards, and then back, uh, sack him, get someone else. We want, we want it to work with Potter. Whether it does, time will tell. But we are building something very special for the future. Mm. Where do you see Chelsea finishing? Um, I think they'll finish Europa League. No, top. I off. think, yeah, I think for them, top eight. If they finish outside top eight, becomes very difficult. Mm. You know, especially with the because they're fixing everything with money. Yeah. Let's be honest. Mm. So and then also transfers. I mean, you, you can't sign Mbappe. Yeah. Mm. Um, look, they they're just throwing large amounts of money at the club, and yeah, as you mentioned, the sporting director is comfortable at Leipzig. The only thing that can make him more comfortable is just like another zero. You yeah. know, so yacht. yeah, <laughs> literally. So there's that. Um, I think with Potter, I'm excited to see him. They gave him a five year. That is. Unheard of. I've never heard of a manager getting a five-year deal. I, but I that, have, not but, at Chelsea. But that's my point, though, <laughs> of what Chelsea are trying to do. Yeah, It'll be very difficult to keep him if mm. they finish outside top eight, yeah. even yeah. on a five-year. And yeah. if you're fixing everything on money, yet take your paycheck yeah. and, and they will look at another candidate. Um, they've drawn Dortmund in the Champions League. I think they get through that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see them getting through Dortmund. So... You know, As like a, a trial for Bellingham. It, yeah. um. So, 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 so I'm, I'm not really convinced we even get through Bell, uh, through Dortmund. Dortmund. You say through Bellingham. Yeah, I'm not convinced we actually get past Dortmund. I expect us to, but I'm not convinced. I'm not. Mm. I don't say it with the utmost confidence. But I'm, I'm just saying that Chelsea this season so, uh, writes it off. Uh, I don't think they'll finish as low as eighth. Um, but uh, I do think they'll be there, up there, thereabouts. Um, we'll start to, I think they'll be the busiest Premier League side in January. I really um, think so. They they should and, be current. And yeah, and I just think they've only scored seventeen times. That's the lows. Seventeen as well. Uh, yeah, lows from all top ten. Yeah, you know things. Um, and I said with the injury as well. Mm. So next season, I, according to me, I feel like we'll be in the Europa League or or not even. So then that would mean, that would mean next season as a, as as. Like you can, it's just part of the bold. I think the season after that, yeah, they'll be ready. Um, can't wait for that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, Liverpool, they've you know had a similar start to Chelsea. So many ups and downs. Uh, conceded 17 as goals as well, Dish. Uh, but unlike Chelsea, they've scored 28 times. And I think unlike Chelsea again, that they've got a couple of golden boot winners. Um, well, Chelsea have Aubameyang, but Aubameyang is, I think, past his his best now. And mm. you know. 
Liverpool still have the likes of Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino, Darwin Nunes. Yeah. You know, Diaz is out injured now, but there's goals all over the pitch. And, you know, possibly, I, I feel like this this Liverpool team could, you know, I think the first half of the season, I think the play couldn't have come at a better time. I know they ended with back-to-back uh, wins, but I feel like they needed this break more than anyone. And I, I can see the team kicking up kicking off and finishing in the top four. Mm. Klopp, Klopp certainly has his work cut out for him. Um, you know, like, as you mentioned, the break did really help him out. Mm. Um, you know, they he's beat got, Tottenham and uh, Southampton as well before the break, but I think they still needed it. Yeah. Um, with the injury, you know, if you look at your Diaz and um, Darwin Nunez not firing, it's not like Liverpool. Look, they're, they're, they've scored 28, as you mentioned. Mm. So it's not like it's alarm bells, but... Like Roberto Firmino has been leading that line. Yeah, that's he's been sensational. You know, if you look at players that have been overperforming, for me he's like right up there. I hadn't, I didn't think he had it in him. Yeah, to and he's just rolled back the years. You know, slotted into again a, a generic front three. Like you know, he can go <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, I just like uh, oh, like he can play alongside anybody mm-hmm. at this point. So for me, um, it's I've yet to see if Nunez will be that that hitman that. People think that he's that Liverpool certainly think he is. Mm-hmm. They did splash the cash on him. Um, you know, he did. I think he finished with five Champions League goals last season. Yeah. Could be mistaken, but um, like he's clubs. Um, yeah, it's gonna be. He's gonna have to work a miracle. Like you know, um, Salah hasn't been. Um, you know, he hasn't he had hasn't a shooting. Salah. Yeah, he hasn't been, and they did tie him down, mm-hmm. and obviously sold Sadio Mane. Which, um, yeah, we're not sure if that's the best decision yeah. now. Um, I'm, I'm still yet to, yet to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There are some parallel lines between Liverpool and Chelsea in the way they started. Yeah. But, you know, it almost depends on where you start those lines because before that, as you say, there is a bigger picture. But Liverpool... Um, Up for sale as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes of a football club that can, believe it or not, impact. Mm. And, and, and it will even get to the players where it begins to show in results. Mm. I, I'm a firm believer. Is this that. what's happening now at Liverpool? I think it's partially that, but I, I, I also feel like it's a club thing. And I'm not saying it's a club problem, don't get me wrong, because club's a brilliant manager. They're sixth. It's a problem. But I'm, I'm saying that club has burnt out his players. Mm. Um, a lot of, if you think back to the start of the, the, the podcast from the beginning of the season, I said something that was perhaps seen as shocking, taken as shocking, and a lot of people were like, where are you going to? Um, like on the back of, uh, of, what, of the season Liverpool had, I said, I was clear, I said, before a ball was kicked, I said, Liverpool won't be in a title race. Mm. Uh, I said, there might be another Under team, but it won't be. Why, because- and and the, the reason why I said that was because we've never seen Liverpool challenge for the league title consecutive seasons under mm. Jurgen Klopp. They don't. Yeah. We've never seen that. And, and the same like the, the, the points I made about uh, Arsenal winning the league. I said, show me a Europa League team that's won, the, mm. uh, that's won the league and I'll go with what you say. So it's the same with Klopp. They've never, Liverpool have never challenged for the league consecutive seasons. Reason being is because he has them playing at such a high intensity you're gonna, they're humans. You're gonna get injuries. You're gonna be burnt out, and that's mm. what we're seeing now. We're seeing Liverpool. They look jaded. They, mm. they have though. Like that one year, they lost the title on 99 points or something like that, and then the next year they had won it because that 
that year they won the Champions League. So for the, for three seasons he had them like firing at the same level. It was ridiculous. And then they had a very like they fell off the cliff for that one year. I think it was 2021. Mm. They went like for like four months. They were like in yeah, the trenches. Yeah, yeah. They had no no like no gumption, nothing. I think the pattern since then yeah, has in, been that, that's, that, that's fail, exactly what I wanted. Yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted to say. In recent seasons, it's one top. One stutter, one top, one stutter. Okay, so you think so, this is a so, trough? No. So, so we going by, like if you're going to, if you're looking at recent history from, from like two teams playing, you're looking at recent history, you don't say in 67 matches, this team have won five times, mm. uh, 10 times, this one have won 20. Looking at recent times is a pattern. It's clear to see. One season they perform, the next season they fade away. Once mm. they perform, they fade away. So and this isn't surprising for you at all? Not surprising at all. And I've been pro- and I've proven myself right so so where will liverpool go from here because they there was that upward trajectory before the i think they World have Cup to do bank. business in the i think every team we discuss what here kind depends of on what do, what do the transfer need? window you no, know what you i mean like in what areas i think they need to get bellingham they have to get jude bellingham jordan henderson just doesn't have the legs anymore he's a good player great leader mm. um often doesn't get uh, enough credit uh, that he deserves because he's he's a, he's really a top team player, mm. but they do need some an, an injection of new blood uh, and new legs, and uh, they need Jude Bellingham. They need they missed out on Chuameni, who mm. was a top target. They can't afford that to happen. They uh, according to reports they are in the driver's seat for Jude Bellingham. They need to also. I'm not a fan of uh, of this Darwin Nunes. And uh, it's. They, they're not going to do what Chelsea did with Lukaku yeah. um, and just admit we got it wrong and, L- and Liverpool sorry. just aren't They'll like that. They'll stick it out. And They'll stick it out. And, and But I just feel like he needs to be a bench player. They need to sign another top player mm. for their front force. Uh, and I think a player like João Felix, who's available on the transfer window, Liverpool can attract him easy. Yeah. So if all of a sudden, if there's Jude Bellingham in that midfield with next to Thiago, and then you have a front three of Salah, um, uh, Salah is it, is it Firmino or Jota? Well, and then with with Jao Felix, then it's a, then it's a different team all of a sudden. Mm. And I just feel like something like that needs to happen. Where but will, I, this season, they're not even guaranteed to make top four in my books. Where will they finish? Europe League, top six. Mm. I think they also outside top four. Yeah, yeah maybe top six, but mm. I don't they're think top four. Sixth. Yeah. Um, when you said that they must start on to to I actually don't think they must start. I just think that they weren't as serious. You know, they were in the driving seat and I believe they're in the driving seat for Bellingham as well. Yeah. But what does that actually mean, driving mm-hmm. seat? You know, like they've got, they've got the most they've got the most groundwork done to get a, to get a deal done. You, you know what could be the flip side is being too comfortable. Y- yeah. And I if think you, you know if you're too lax about these things, mm-hmm. players can leave. You know, if you look at the one album to Barca, it was almost done. And then PSG came in. Just this week, Lissandro Martinez, in fact, Ten Hag um, actually made the quotes. He said, Lissandro Martinez called him up and said, look, boss, I'm, I'm going to join Arsenal. Do you want me to, to come play for Man United? And Ericsson like Hag yeah. said yes, and Arsenal can say we were in the driving seats. But in fact, what it means is Arsenal were just too comfortable. Yeah. And we know where Lissandro Martinez now. And you see, that's what... That's what could happen. Mm-hmm. That's probably what happened with Tushamani. Like so they, they can't there was no to do that with Bellingham. They can't afford to. But mm-hmm. the truth is, I think those owners, you know, as you said, the club is up for sale. Like that is 
that is huge. Like the fact that they officially said that we'll listen to birds tells me that they're not going to be they're not going to fork out seventy or eighty or fifty or whatever Bellingham is asking for mm-hmm. in terms of wages. You know, and they do have a very aging squad. You know, you mentioned Henderson, club captain as well, but also Thiago. You know, how long are you expecting yeah. him to James go for? James Milner is still featured. James <laughs> Milner, do you see what I mean? So yeah. they've had this. Midfield is a key area the, they need to The strain. only time I've ever seen them go out and actually sign someone was uh, Van Dijk and followed it up with Allison. Yeah. And that was literally in those one, two seasons. One window. Yeah. When I was saying that they, they literally lost the Champions League final because of the defense. Yeah. You know, they had Van Dijk, but no keeper. And then they, they signed the keeper. They mm-hmm. won the Champions League that year. Mm-hmm. And that same season... It was when they lost the Premier League on like 90-something points. Like It was the first time ever mm. a team had accumulated that many and not won it. Mm. So um, it was madness. I don't know if Klopp is going to like be the answer. So, yeah. you know, if you're looking at a probably a total overall. Mm. Um, right is that what needs to happen? Look, I don't know if it needs to happen. I think Klopp... What is, are you saying they're outside of the top four this season? Yeah. Yeah, but and and you can see why, you know, like, mm. um, I, yeah, it's that the midfield has always been powerful, you yeah. know, it's been very with Fabinho as well. I, I like what I've unintentionally done is I've backed you both into a corner. Um, Arsenal and you know Manchester City, one will finish first or second. Yeah, uh, I, I know that both of you don't think Chelsea or Liverpool will finish in the top four this season. It sort of leaves a three-horse race between two spots now. Chad, there's Newcastle who currently occupy third spots, Tottenham who are in fourth spots, and Manchester United, life without Cristiano Ronaldo begins for them. Yeah, who finishes in the top four then? I'm, I'm just going to say, I think, tough, very tough because Newcastle... Are, are, New, are Newcastle going anywhere? They are. They. I mean, they, as in, will they go away? I don't think they'll go away. I think they'll be challenging for top four right until the end of the season. Don't ask me if they get it though, because I really couldn't tell you. I think I'm going to favor the sides that are used to being in that position and have the experience mm. to get over the line. And I'm, I'm looking at Tottenham and Manchester United. How will uh, life without Ronaldo affect United? <sighs> Looks like they've moved on. Mm. They, they've moved on. Ronaldo. Even when he was there, it wasn't like <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo was there. I think There's it's a just, discount I on think the Man United website for Ronaldo seven. I actually think it, I actually think it's better now that they don't need to deal with that. Oh, he should have played yeah. Ronaldo. Or Ronaldo's mm. upset. So, look for me, he was the best player in that team, the greatest player United have ever had. They should. I understand Tanag didn't want to strike it to press from the front. He should have at least found a way to play. Uh, to his strengths while getting the best out of him and everyone else. But that's a different debate. I just feel like now that it's ended, the the, the, the fairy tale's over. I think mm. now it's, it benefits Manchester United and now they can be focused on just reaching the objective, which is making uh, top four. Um, on Newcastle, first question. On Newcastle going in. Anyway. Yeah, I, I think, I think no, Newcastle are staying. Newcastle are yet to stay. They've shown me enough. Um, like I'm, I'm sold. I think that they get top four or top six. Mm. I think they're going to Europe next next year. Um, you know, if you look at the plays from Callum Wilson has been sensational. Um, you know, Bruno Bruno Gay Mares. Oh my gosh, what a player! It's good um, enough for City. 
Uh, of course, mm. of course, you know. And then the the defense, Nick Pope. Wow, I, they've only conceded eleven goals. Yeah, Tightest yeah. defense in the league. Joints with Arsenal. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've been good. They deserve. Know, the Newcastle, the I definitely mm. think they are there. You know what's scary is that they've got the project in plan, and it didn't start now. This, you know, Last, these teams. Yeah. You know, the team has been together for a while, and they've just added a few pieces to the puzzle to make it spectacular. And that has been the likes of Trippier, Bruno yeah, the, moving Jolinton into central, mid, uh, central midfielder. He's uh, also been Saint very Jolinton. Saint yeah. Maximin is back. He, yeah. he, he came on in the in the He'll week. make them stronger. And I think the scary part is that they are not shy to strengthen in January. Precisely. I think that all these clubs undergo projects. You know, even look at Tottenham bringing in uh, Antonio Conte. You know, mm. and he brought in Kulazewski. You know, they brought the new, yeah, Perisic. exactly. So, all like clubs are undergoing projects on some sort of level, but the mm. Newcastle one seems to be paying out more immediately. Yeah, um, Tottenham have been very like they're such a it's it's a big bone of contention for mm. me. Um, currently, they've only been outscored by um, Arsenal and Man City. Yeah, that's that's huge. But Harry Kane has been banging those in for for them. Um, he's only with, been with out- Harry Kane. Yeah. You know, he missed you know that crucial penalty that got his nation out the World yeah. Cup. How much of a factor will that play now? In because people won't forget. And you know, as much as the stadiums are filled with you know sixty thousand Englishmen, yeah, uh, Englishmen and women, it's there are a certain divide that will hold a grudge. Hold a grudge, mm-hmm. firstly, and then will be anti-Kane because they'll be anti-Tottenham because not everyone in the stadium is supporting one team. Yeah. And then when the going gets tough and the chant starts getting louder, how will that, you know, affect Play, it? yeah. So, look, I'm not sure how, like, if Harrigan is going to stay at Tottenham. I thought he was out the door mm. um, a window or two ago. But he seems to be. No, there, there is no doors. Is there no? Is it, yeah. yeah. No, after they. <laughs> He's in a doorless house. Timo Holland, then they made the. They made yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I, I believe the chairman is blocking that move. I can't. Yeah. Uh, you know. His contract is one year left. Though, one year left. So anyone. It could be off the rail. I think you'll get another nine-year contract. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Patish, you haven't given a clear answer on Newcastle. You said they'll be in the Europa League or Champions League. It's a a big margin, I think, between fourth and fifth. Yeah. I think think United will will get their top four spots. Mm -hmm. Alongside. Alongside Newcastle. To tell you, well, Newcastle or United, because it's, Probably gonna be an Arsenal City mm, top, top two. two. Probably, I mean, and I don't think um, City are winning the trophy. So I guess that tells you yeah. I think is gonna win. Um, but but behind them, like if I'm looking at, um, yeah, I just think that there's gonna be a Tottenham implosion, eh? Mm. Uh, I'm sure at some point um, it's gonna it's gonna happen. Um, I think United and Newcastle just seem like fault proof. I, I, I absolutely. I'm amazed. I want to watch them every week, you know, see what yeah. results they, they, they get. Um, I, I will throw a spanner in the works and it seems like all our top four is different. Chad, your top yeah. four was Tottenham in there. Um, I will put Liverpool in my top four um, alongside Newcastle United. I think well, Manchester would, United. It wouldn't be shocking. I think Manchester Liverpool United and Tottenham. I think the conversation doesn't lie just between uh, them. Um, I think Liverpool will put 
both of them. And yeah. I think quality will prevail. There's definitely more quality in that Liverpool team than any other team um, in the league, bar Manchester City. So it's just about awakening that and in getting that to 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 gel as a unit. Do you, do you know what could affect those? It's it's a it's a European fixtures. United have got Barca. If they get over that, they must be going all the way. Well, they're not getting. Well, over. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a big if. So that's why I'm saying that they get top four. Liverpool are up against Real Madrid. You know, so do they or do they like you know mm. what's going to happen there? That could play a factor. Newcastle aren't in Europe, so you know that's we what like, I'm saying. Like yeah, it's no, going to be clean. Very difficult for them yeah. not to make. Uh, t- top yeah. six at least and yeah. like they're, they're, they're there and then you look at that's what I'm saying like your Chelsea's they're not gonna yeah. come through there I, I think it's you know, this is how football is you know it's it's sometimes it's your time and it's not your time currently it's not Liverpool and Chelsea's time that's how I see it and it's certainly Newcastle's but it's certainly Newcastle's time and it's certainly Arsenal's time and it hasn't been those two clubs time for a while so that's how it changes the and fan, I, fan bases have never been with us you know funny <laughs> you should mention those two because yeah. now yeah. The Arsenal supporters all but, singing but, but, the praises. But it's true, and, that, and, and, that's how, and, and that's how it should be. And football's like that, you know. It's This is your time, and this is your era, and now it's not. But I do believe that we're going to see both Liverpool and Chelsea very soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. in the boxing match, the blue Once corner and the red corner. Behind the scenes. Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot that needs to be done. But yeah, even at the top of the Premier League table, uh, Manchester City have that five-point deficit that they need to overturn ahead of Arsenal if they are to retain their Premier League title. Um, can't wait for the Premier League fixtures to just come back. Uh, as a pleasure, as always, um, such a pleasure as always, rather, um, discussing the Premier League, the best league in the world. Um, congratulations to Argentina and Leo Messi once again. Uh, but now the real football. The, <laughs> the real football um, returns. Club football, let's get it. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers.